Hello and welcome to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast produced by me, Fraser McGrew, for Aleph Insights. In this series of podcasts, we take a look at interesting topics and discuss what we think they tell us about analysis and decision making. I'm here with Chris Ragg, Jordan Fermanis and Nick Hare of Aleph Insights. And this week we're discussing how to bring down the British government. Right, um, Nick, I'm all ears, go for it. Well, let's let's just let's before we start our plotting, okay. just the co- bit of context, yeah. which is that um, uh, last month there was an attempted well, there was the beginning of an attempted coup in Germany of all places, and um, it what could was possibly a, go wrong? Yeah, yeah. a coup <laughs> plot. Th- about fifty German extremists were arrested. Um, and they, their plan was to storm the Reichstag and seize okay. power. I, there's all sorts of things wrong with their plan, which we'll get to. Mm. But anyway, th- what they were trying to do is re-establish a monarchy in Germany and restore the German Empire. Quite and they've got a man uh, who is apparently a, the claimant to the throne, Heinrich the Thirteenth. They could just get one of our lot. But anyway, keep going. I know, very much so. Yeah, yeah. but I don't, I'm not sure that was really the single point of failure, uh, old Heinrich. <laughs> uh, they're apparently mem- members of a movement called the Reichsburger movement who don't recognize the modern German state. But it's a, it's a kind of mishmash of them and sort of various QAnon uh, ca- conspiracy types. Um, it was not unreminiscent of the Capitol riots from uh, oh. January 2021 or in terms of like the idea of let's do a it was the same kind of loonies uh, but also but also a similar idea you know storm and, and and I believe they've sort of established that they were inspired by yeah by that so, okay yeah so so um uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I guess if, if you're a history buff, you might know that German extremists seizing power yeah, is sometimes sort of something to be worried about. Yeah. Um, so so uh, it made the news. Um, yeah. It wasn't nothing. Uh, so I was quite interested in this and I thought, well, OK, you know, coups. Sorry, Nick, sorry yeah. just to interrupt. At what stage did they get kind of... <clears throat> you know, picked up or whatever. Before they've done anything. I, I can only assume there's an just, insider who tipped off the police or something. So it probably so, only got as far as their WhatsApp messages or whatever. I, I would have know. thought, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, it should be said it's all alleged at yes. this stage. Um, yeah, just, in, yeah. just in case the yeah. German public are listening to this and <laughs> all the jury members are being well, influenced. Yeah, or, no, well, more than that, than these blokes from whatever it's called and these women from... Yeah, 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 anyway. yeah but also yeah. if they seize power, we'd be first against the wall if we were to would. suggest they were guilty. Yeah, quite. Uh, but anyway, uh, so the uh, coups... We, Although we, if they seize power, they would be guilty. But anyway, mm. keep going, Nick. <sighs> anyway, um, so... Coups, uh, yeah, I think we're very used to living in quite a stable country, but yeah. of course you don't have to go very far back in history to find even stable countries uh, falling, you know, to, to coups. And um, and in fact, there are but about an average of about five to ten a year around the world. And in oh. fact, that if if anything, they're making a bit of a comeback. Nice. Um, there have been quite a few uh, attempts, certainly, and, and successful coups over the last few years. In, in fact, just September last year, Burkina Faso had a had a coup. There was one in Myanmar, twenty twenty one when yeah. uh, Aung, Aung San Suu Kyi was yeah. uh, deposed um, and in Guinea and in Sudan uh, last year and mm-hmm. um, so uh, coups are back what we want to talk about I think is um, what do you need to do if you want to get it right 
And how can we apply those lessons to our plot to bring down the British government yes. um, in, a, in, a, in a coup d'etat and seize power? Great. Finally, yeah. we're doing something about it. Exactly. Like this. Yeah, no, great. Um, okay. It's not just analysis and decision making. It's yeah. also destabilizing the British government. <laughs> exactly. Yes. In, in the interests of improving decision making. Yes, exactly. exactly. Yeah, yes. yeah. It would be a, a great example. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. I'm not sure where to go at the moment. Uh, yeah. Well, so <clears throat> I think sort of looking at what what constitutes a coup is is quite interesting before you before you launch one you probably ought to know what it what it is um and so uh, there are lots of definitions but <clears throat> essentially overthrowing a government through illegal means mm. is the is the sort of agreed on set of you know uh, um terms but what what does that mean i mean you know was was the american revolution a, a coup mm. um well well yes um in which case we 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 demand our territory back yes. immediately and and it's insist that they this illegal action yeah, yeah they yeah. swear fealty uh, uh, forthwith to yeah, king charles let's face yeah. facts they've muffed it so you know it's time for us to take back Quite. the reins as they've kind of admitted themselves <laughs> yeah. in attempting to their own to uh, the revolution against exactly. the revolution yeah so now we've established the uh, illegitimacy of the the united states we can uh, yeah. we can get on but but the point is um it's it's i think in the modern context uh, at least, certainly in our context, we're talking about the overthrowing of a of a democratic yeah. government by non-democratic means. But of course, in in lots of other places, that might not be the case. You might be overthrowing one autocratic rule in an attempt to bring in democracy. So it can it yeah. can work either way. But for the UK purposes, it's about undermining, subverting democracy in yeah. order to. Um, establish ourselves as the, the great heads of supreme dictator so. for life. Yeah, nice. Uh, Jordan, I think yeah, I think the prevalence and the popularity of democracy is probably one of the reasons why we see less coups. I think like most people um, seem to like democracy or think it's the best of the bunch, um, and so they're probably less in favour of attempts to kind of destabilize yeah we're taking that. a list of those people but yeah um, keep going yeah <laughs> um so yeah i think i think you could put i think maybe one of the things you have to do is um cast doubt over democracy yeah as a form of government i think you have to make that look brittle and and you know shaky well, I mean, I, th I think actually there's evidence that de that democracy, well, sort of fledgling democracies are more prone to coups than mm. either autocracies or established democracies, um, which is perhaps not surprising. But basically, if, if, if Britain was a fragile democracy, and, you know, maybe it is, we'll come to that, um, then uh, then that would point in, you know, in favour of potentially a successful coup. But yeah, I think but I think there's an interesting difference between coups and revolutions. Um, which is that revolutions are pop tend to be populist movements and they uh, tend to want things like democracy and yeah. other populist things like, you know, subsidized bread and uh, jobs for all and an end to the war yeah. with Germany and that sort of thing. Whereas um, coups tend to be led by the elite. That's mm. us, by the way. Yeah, brilliant. And the elite kind of wants to keep the status quo usually, and if anything, reinforce the power of the elite, um, and and uh, do kind of uh, actually reactionary things, a bit like these guys in Germany who wanted to restore the monarchy mm. and de-democratize. De so there is a tension there, and and yeah, and mm. there's an interesting dynamics about how uh, as a as a as a coup guy, you might want to try and exploit 
populist uh, support. But we, but the fact is, like all these, you know, you get a lot of coups where they're promising democracy. They overthrow a kind of autocrat or semi-autocrat. Mm. Um, and of course, they never, you never get it. You never yeah. get the democracy that was promised. Yeah. You, what you get is another autocrat. Yeah, yeah. It happens a lot in Pakistan, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, well, yeah, interesting. And, and um, you know, um, Turkey as well, in both countries, the army has uh, a perceived constitutional role, you know, so that mm. there is an entrenched sense within those institutions, or at least there there was, that when push comes to shove, it's their responsibility to step in at the appropriate moment. Yeah. And, yeah, and yeah. But I often think it's remarkable if I think of European Union countries, to best of my knowledge, I think the most recent one I can think of is Spain. Um, I just do think it's, I'll get my years slightly do, do wrong, I'm sure. Do you mean the civil war or do you mean? No, I, mean, I think it was 1981. Franco came about as a, as a through a military coup. Right, but yeah. I think Franco ended around about 76, more or less, right? Right. More or less, but it was I think it was around about 81 where you had uh, a general of some kind waving his revolver around in whatever the Spanish parliament is called. And that, like I said, it was, it was early 80s, about 81. Do you have a memory of this? A very famous picture. It's, I, it's just, I just find it astonishing, absolutely mm. astonishing that that happened. And it's like just the veneer, you know, we all go there on holiday and it sort of, it pretends that this is this sort of, you know, nice, well-established democracy. Well, actually, you know, it's it's pretty, it's very young. It's very Well, and Portugal thin, didn't you know. come out of dictatorship until the 70s, did it? Yeah. So. No, I, I remember, you know, that's what a lot of people had associations with yeah. Spain and Italy and uh, Portugal, you know, of being basically sort of tin pot, you know, mm. almost dictate. Well, they were dictatorships, and, yeah. uh, or, or you know, very uh, politically fragile. Yeah. Um, yeah. So look, um, are we ready? I think what we need to do. No, 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 is, no, no. no, no. no well, there's a bunch of other things we need. Okay, to discuss. Okay. So just, but, but what I w do want to discuss is we need some examples of. I think we can pinpoint. We can learn from the best and the worst, and mm. so to help in our, aid us in our own attempt, right? Yeah. Uh, we need some examples of what they did well and what they didn't do well yeah. in certain things. But Nick, you've got some other stuff first, yeah? Yeah, just looking, I mean, there's there's evidence. Jonathan Powell uh, is a researcher who's, who's um, produced a big data, data set of, of coups, um, really the kind of definitive data set. And I think he's he's found that between, um, between um, what are the dates? It's, a, it's about 1950 to sort of 2010 or something. Um, more or less, 50% of coups succeeded, right? And this data set, obviously, which has about 500 uh, coups in it or, or attempted and coups. And between which years, did you say, sorry? I think it was about 1950 to 2010. I've, lo I've lost oh, okay. it somewhere in my notes. Okay. Oh, yeah, here we are. 457 coup attempts from 1950 to wow. 2010, of which 49.7 succeeded. Okay. So, um, I, I mean, it's an, then when, you know, people have looked at what are the drivers and, and what sorts of things do you need, um, there's... Um, Okay, so there's a few things. First of all, obviously, you need elites to be on side. So you have to get a hardcore of elite people who are going to be influential enough to convince other people to join them. Um, you 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 also have to convince them it's going to succeed, right? So it, it, because this is essentially a coordination problem. If everyone, if everyone in the senior civil service, and let's say the royal family. And you know the leaders and the heads of the military mm. um, all just decided that they weren't going to support uh, Rishi Sunak and his government. They'd be toast. Mm. Like they, they just if if everyone just said this isn't that's a great thing about power is it only exists because we think it does mm. right. So so it, but it's key that it's not about oh we've got we need your support. It's about we've won. Do you want to be in or you know do you want to be in the losing gang? Um, 
So you can also, um, you, hijacking populism is a useful thing. I mean, we touched on that. If you can hijack popular dis discontent with the government, but be careful that you don't actually give the mob what it wants. Very important, you yeah. don't, because that's usually going to be counter to the interests of you as, a, as an elite. Um, so popular unrest is like a catapult that you can use, but don't, don't uh, you know. Yeah. Um, but then, but then it, the absolutely the number one thing you need is to have the military on side. Yeah. Right. Without that, you you're stuffed. Which is why so many coups are led by the military people. Yeah. But but it, but they also uh, the things that help. Start to have doubts about our project. A fractured, fra a fractured. You need a fractured military, right? So if the military is cohesive, it's very hard to get all of it to support you. But if the military is divided into um, you know to different services and so on, then you, it, it's mu it, apparently much easier to, to co-opt one of them, gotcha. right? So you and you want rivalries within the military that you can exploit. Yeah. Well, we've got those in the UK. Not yeah, saying nice. anything yet, but let's just <laughs> let's just put that in. You know, make a note. That. So, um, so that, that's that's and and obviously you need a fragile state. So there's got to be problems. Um, uh, it's looking good domestic. so far. It is. I think we're ticking quite a few of the boxes here. But but yes, yeah, so there's got to be some problems that you can point to. We can say we're going to get rid of those problems. You know, it's not it's not just about we don't really like the government. It's like here's the specific thing yeah. that we're going we're going to we're going to do. Here's our program. Yeah. Okay. Um, and also, I was going to say actually for the elite, they've got to be disgruntled. But I'm wrong actually because there's enough to present them with a face accompli and say, look, yeah, mm. we've done it. And it kind of doesn't matter if they're unhappy or not. Because yeah, this is going ahead and it's, yeah. 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 Um, nice. What about communications? Is that all part of this? Like, you know, can taking control of the airwaves or the internet? And I don't know. I think taking control of the airwaves is a is a big one. I think um, I think you need to get your message out there, don't you? Yeah. So I think if, but I think you could do it probably nowadays through social media channels yeah. rather than, yeah. you don't have to take the BBC. <laughs> Um, you yeah. can you can do it all sidestep them. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no problem. Um, on Telegram, or we could probably jam them first, but yeah, um, and and get your message out that way. But I think that is a big. You've got to sort of galvanize a bit of support for yourself, I think, and and legitimacy, and and have some recognition. Yeah, as well. Yeah. Um, so I think yeah, that's an important. Okay. One. Nice, Chris. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say. Um, so communications is is obviously part of it, but you you were talking about looking at historical case studies yeah. in in this this country and one well, anywhere but, yeah or? well well i think the uk you know each i think you've got to plan your coup to the environment right. you, you exist in i okay. think and i certainly think you can it's it's uh, informative to look at uk coup type events so it, in um, obviously there's the the oft talked about um harold wilson um plot i don't know about uh, this go on right well so in fact there are two elements to it but harold wilson himself was generally sort of viewed as being paranoid about the the risk of um, yeah. uh, plots. Just, just uh, about about it services, might be worth he? saying that Harold Wilson was a Labour yeah. Prime Minister of the 1960s. Labor Prime Minister. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, um, so, um, but there is actually some, uh, you know, there is some reason for him to have been uh, paranoid. And there was the, the, the sort of documented meeting um, between Cecil King uh, who was the head of the International Publishing Corps. So looking at, um, uh, you know, they ran the Daily Mirror and other uh, newspapers. Um, and he met with Sir Solly Zuckerman, who was the um, government chief scientific advisor. The, the thought of Chris Whitty being involved in a, in a coup <laughs> plot is, uh, is rather amusing. But, um, um, and Lord Mountbatten. Um, uh, and uh, basically the meeting was sort of arranged and he 
uh, spoke to them and, you know, sort of hinted at this idea that, you know, that the country was going to the dogs and that, you know, something should be done and, or, or rather chaos was bound to occur. And should it occur, you know, Lord Mountbatten would be the, the leader of men to step into the, mm. to the bridge, at which point um, apparently uh, Lord Mountbatten turned to um, uh, Zuckerman and said, you know, well, what, what do you think of this? And he said, I think it's treason. And he said, yes, so, so do I. And that, yeah. that was the end of the meeting. So, I remember this now. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So they, but they didn't, the point is they didn't have, um, so, you know, this one lone figure didn't have the support of influential figures. But he then, he then went on to publish a sort of um, uh, against, uh, you know, overriding editorial independence, uh, published something he penned himself, you know, sort of not, overtly calling for a coup but sort of hinting at the idea and was then subsequently sacked mm -hmm. so you know that that comes in isolation doesn't uh, yeah. doesn't particularly work um, so you know there's there's an example of a of when the UK was a fairly stable and and established democracy you know how not to do it I suppose I yeah because also <laughs> this makes me think because you need uh, the elements that we've talked about but it feels to me like you need a figurehead a popular figurehead oh. even, if, even if they're only ah. a puppet right <clears throat> I've got um, I, I've got one brilliant I, well, I've got yeah. one as well yeah well um, I'll, 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 just, I'll just say two, two more two more sort of case case studies so the other example is obviously um, uh, in in the context of, of British history you have to look at usurp you know, usurping, uh, because obviously we, you know, we didn't didn't necessarily have a democratic system throughout our history. But if you look at the removal of um, King Charles and exactly. the, the execution of King Charles, no, uh, not the one we've got now. You know, that's, no, don't no, worry, no, that's coming. That's coming. Yeah, exactly. yeah, still to come. Yeah, Charles yeah. the first. But um, I'm reading a fascinating book at the moment um, called Act Act of Oblivion, uh, which is all about um, after. The um, uh, Charles II comes to the throne. The sort of settlement. Uh, this I didn't know about this bit of uh, legislation, this proclamation. But the Act of Oblivion was was um, essentially focused on um, saying, okay, look, we know lots of people were involved in having run the country and so on in the absence of a king, and we don't want to have another civil war. Uh, but um, those people who were involved in the trial and the execution of the king are basically worse um, sentenced to being ha you know ha uh, hanged drawn and quartered like properly you know um, a brutal the execution stuff, yeah. the real stuff and um, the the book that I'm reading is a f it's fiction but it's about the pursuit of two of these people who go to mm. North America um, and and they but but the thing there is I think the failure there so yes they removed a king but um, they didn't have an enduring system, and when that came to an end, as is often the the case, uh, they they got their their comeuppance. Um, so so yeah. that's that's another case. Yeah, go on. Well, I was just going to briefly interrupt. I'm too excited to not interrupt, but um, I'm really getting on board with this, by the way, guys. Um, is is just thinking historically? Was it called the Glorious Revolution with mm. you know William, William Orange? Third, yeah. that, that's I think is our nice um, uh, figurehead. Yeah. Nick, slightly getting out ahead of ourselves for our figurehead. I'm going to say three, two, one, and we're going to say one okay. word. Okay. Three, two, one. Harry. Charles the <laughs> Third. <laughs> well, that's okay. exciting. We can duke this out. Yeah. 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 Okay. We can settle on that. Who's later. Charles the Third? He's the king. 
current one. Is he the current one? Yeah, yeah. he's our king. <laughs> yeah, do you remember? <laughs> the, you remember the queen? The queen died. Yeah, yeah. I need to kind of get up yeah. speed. Okay. I, I was, in my head, he was still Charles II. Of course, no. No, no. Charles II issued the Act of Oblivion. No, um, but we so, we yeah. know. I think no, we need to do away with him. But anyway, yeah. we can get on with this. Well, um, I've, got, um, I've got a detailed plan. But hold on. But wait. Yeah. Last thing I was going to say, yeah, in terms of a success story, is William the Conqueror. Right. Yeah. Um, effectively mounting a sort of foreign launched military coup or invasion, I suppose you could say. But um, but he, you know, got rid of Harold Goldwinson. And what he did when he came into to power was, you know, he tried to play it nicely. But then at the point at which, you know, there was there were uprisings, there was the harrying of the north where he brutally yeah. suppressed it. All. But also and, it's, it's interesting, it goes against that whole get the elite on side because actually it's just like got rid of the whole <clears> bunch <throat> of elite and brought in a whole new elite. Exactly. Um, I, I, that's um, how I see it. But and yeah. Uh, yeah, we've never, never, never looked back. No, quite, so. quite. So I, anyway, uh, is it time to put some flesh on the skeleton of yeah. our coup plot? But by the way, before we get arrested for treason, I right. should say, of course, that this is all entirely hypothetical. If anything, it's offered as a as a warning yeah. to the British authorities oh, that right. they can really protect themselves. It's from... called red teaming. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, is it? Okay. Yeah. So um, before um, you do, no, I want to go yeah. straight to this figurehead thing because I think I'm, I'm, I want to push for Prince Harry here, right? The reason why is okay. because um, we need to usher in a new change, right? It's just right. clear, no, no, no. but we need okay, the legitimacy and continuation, no. right? But also, think of the support of the millennials and the general, the other, whoever comes after Every, the millennials. Everyone hates it. Great. Yeah, but we don't, the millennials are not the elites, right? So we've established we need the elites on board. No, no, but they're the popular people, right? They're, I mean, well, and they're the ones with the energy, right? I've got I've got my populist message, which we're going to hijack. That's got all right, that you sorted, go on, you go right? on. So... Um, this is essentially a monarchist coup, okay. right? We're going to take over the British government and restore absolute monarchy. And why? Do That's we the idea. Hold on. Why do we want to do this? Right. Why well, I'll we... get to that. Okay. Well, because we want power, and yes. at the moment we've got a kind of, you know, we've so had we've political no... chaos yeah. over the last couple of years. We've got a, you know, a kind of feeble, you know, government, government. Last a week all, and, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just, you know, so, so that's the, that's the, that's the, the message hour, here. Yeah. We're okay. going to go back to the good old days when we had an absolute monarchy. Good. Anyway, first things first, military support. Let's get that in the bag. Right. So I looked at, um, right. So we've got to pick a branch of the armed forces to co-opt yeah. and you've got 80,000 men in the army. Yeah, thirty-three thousand in the RAF, but they do have things like bombers and stuff, um, and twenty-seven thousand in the navy and seven thousand in the Royal Marines. So you might say, well, it's obvious we'll get the army on board. I think we want the Royal Marines. Right. Well, you see, but what we want to do is find who's got the lowest satisfaction. How can we do that? But they tell you. There's a thing called the Armed Forces Continuous Attitude Survey. And and what it reveals, in fact, is that the Navy and the Royal Marines do have the lowest satisfaction. So so this is good because the Navy and the Marines together can operate on land and sea. They can certainly assault places and there will be an amphibious assault involved in my plan. Um, So what do we uh, so we first we've got to co-opt the first sea lord. Uh, and Chief of Naval Staff, that they're the same person, actually, uh, Admiral Sir Ben Key. Right. By the way, there is no evidence that they're interested in joining this <laughs> Actually, part. seriously, let's see. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, of course, uh, the Commandant General of the Royal Marines, who's uh, General Gwyn Jenkins, we, we'd need to get... What will we offer them? A big pay rise. Um, yeah. and, uh, and, they, and instant and job advancement. And prestige for the, yeah. Uh, yeah. The, these so, elements of the but, armed forces. But yeah. for, for the first Sea Lord, he would be promoted to the Chief of the General Staff. So that's, you know, we, we'd get... Oh, hang on, is that is that the one which... 
which is all oh uh, you know chief uh, yeah 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 chief so we get staff. them promoted up to By the way, uh, level there's any skeletons in those closets as well i, I know because we, we need you know? their support mm. I, we, they, we're not coercing them well. um and then and then uh the commandant general of the royal marines he simply gets promoted to first sea lord so they're both going up a level nice um we give them lots of new ships and we uniforms offer them don't and forget uniforms, uniforms epaulets bigger hats um and and so the idea is that we're going to um, I'm assuming that, you know, because the military tend to be a bit more reactionary than, than most people yeah. in terms of their political views, they'd be on board yeah, with, on you know, restoring the monarchy who is after the country and their boss. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and and, um, and, you know, that we're going to get rid of the Ministry of Defense, turn it back into the war office, um, mm. get the, get the civilian, get the civilians mm. out. Yeah. Of the of the war office and and put the military back in charge. Quite we don't right. this civilian control of the armed forces. Yeah. Is a terrible idea. So that's the idea. Okay, so that's um, the military. So sorted. we got them on board. Yeah. Right. Um, popular discontent, which we're going to exploit, but not actually relieve. Mm. Well, I think that's quite easy. Apparently, sixty percent of British people, according to a, a a poll a couple of years ago, are dissatisfied with the way democracy is working and we've seen political chaos over the last few years um so what we're offering i think we need to go back to basics and some common sense right i'm i'm suggesting a major reform of the democratic institutions uh, to wit abolishing the part the house of parliament as a decision-making body and replacing them with a with a bunch of uh local what i'm what we're calling wit hands so we're going to have a lot of uh, uh, we're going to decentralize government give, nice. put the power back in control of local people this sounds very yeah, sensible but, but, yeah. but they'll be fractionalized yes. they, they will divide and rule yeah. okay yeah, so, yeah. so that's, that's, the, that's the agenda I like what you've done there with the harking back that's good that was nice shall I move on to D-Day Oh, okay, yeah, but, mm. hold, oh, but hold on. Do we have we? Are we all about... okay with that so far? Yeah, so far so good. Yeah. Okay. Any any dissenters? Well, good. I yeah, okay. No, that's 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 fine. That's fine. Yeah. Well, I think he's a potential reactionary, yeah. um, sort of dissent. Anyway, mm. um, a counter revolution. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just before we do, but hold on. We've talked about the populism. We've talked about uh, getting the military on board. Um, do we need to talk about the elite? Well, that we said that will take care of itself once we present it as. as, as yeah, fun. yeah. So basically, that's it. Through the channel, through the elite channels with, in which we're connected, we yeah. we simply, you know, we sort of. Uh, obviously you identify the people who are on board with this well that's not hard you yeah. just say things like oh wouldn't it be good if the government was a lot more stable and shouldn't we have you know more yeah. uh, devolution and that kind of thing um are we you wor- can find I- those people they'll tell you who they are yeah i'll sort out the common side of things yeah don't worry about that um and then i'm not sure about the figurehead but fine i'm happy to go with charles i mean whatever yeah. I, you know yeah i mean he's, he's only gonna right? be a puppet for yeah, us exactly. as yeah. the leaders yeah, of yeah. the coup yeah so um Timing, 28th of May. So Sunday. What, this year? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, right. we've got to get moving. Yeah. Uh, so 28th of May, it's a Sunday. Parliament's in recess. Um, the, the coronation will just have happened two or three weeks ago. So there's a surge of extra legitimacy. But also the capital will be at low readiness. They'll just have spent ages doing all of their, you know, preparation. And there'll be the police will be on leave. So in uh, 0400... Yeah. A bomb, no one gets killed by the way, this is bloodless, but a okay. bomb explodes in Parliament Square, which is uh, rumoured to be, right, uh, the work of um, anti-royalist plotters yeah. who, who planted it there to protest about the coronation and everything. Like so the Reichstag fire. It, so this is where now... down on these people. 
the literal response group North um, uh, and uh, particularly HMS Albion mm. uh, docks in uh, sails up the Thames to help restore order. Mm. Um, elements of 847 Naval Squadron, while, particularly Wildcat helicopters and 30 Commando, seize Broadcasting House. Right. 30 Commando are actually intelligence specialists. So I'm assuming they know how to work tele-equipment. Yeah. Um, so they, they then uh, broadcast a message of calm that the military is there to restore order. And, um, you know, and that and that, you know, will be it, we there's going to be some emergency powers in effect, mm. which under the pa- Emergency Powers Act 1964, King Charles declares a state of emergency and dissolves parliament, which he's allowed to do constitutionally. Right, so all very according to the Exactly. Meanwhile, 45 commando have established a cordon around pretty much the whole of Westminster, um, from parliament up to the MOD, and and of course including 10 Downing Street. No one gets in, no one gets out. Mm. Um, The uh, BBC is in the control uh, of of our uh, forces at this point. So, so, so where uh, are we four located? In a bunker. In your bunker? Yeah, it could be. Yeah. So, so with a map, with things that we pushed around with a stick. Yeah, yeah. That is, I think, we're pretty much done there, mm. right? But so the, the, once we've established that the corruption that we're fighting actually goes all the way to the top, and of course, where's the primate? Where's Rishi Sunak? wherever he is, it doesn't matter. He's got no control over the broadcast news, you know. So the point is that it turns out that this sort of whole anti-royalist uh, plot we, is, is uh, you know, all goes all the way to the top. And mm. basically we're going to have to call a general election, but under this new reformed, um, you know, devolved uh, government process. And essentially, uh, essentially that by then we've, We've got the reins of power. We can work out what to do with it. I've got a few suggestions, which include yeah. the restoration of Edwardian dress standards, nice. um, banning uh, any buildings built using technology uh, after the year uh, ni- uh, 1900. Why? Because oh. we want uh, we're banning modern architecture. It's the king asked for that specially. Okay. Um, uh, bring back hereditary peerages. Yes. And make the circle line back into a circle. So <laughs> that is. And, but of course, there is a comsec element here, which is that we, um, I suggest the perfect defence uh, for uh, if we get rumbled is that why would we record a podcast yeah. detailing, you know, this entire obviously, plot? It was obviously ironic. If we were trying to, if we were trying to cover it up. So, yeah. So I'm great. not saying don't be in town on the 28th of May, but I'm also not not saying it. <laughs> I, I, I like this. And um yeah, I'm glad it's sort of all nicely planned out. Nothing can go wrong. I like the sound of this. Um, I, well, so I'm not worried about getting rumbled. Right. right. But there is something I'm worried about, which is the um, us and our positions post-coup, mm. right, um, in the brave new world. Um, can we? I think we need to flesh that out a little bit. About what, what do you want? He's, he's angling, isn't yeah. he? He's angling. Yeah. Well, positions. it's just I've seen how these things go sometimes. <laughs> and uh, Propaganda minister? <laughs> Nice, Sir Fraser sorry, McGrew. Surely, no, it's got to be Minister of Sir Lord, Lord Minister, yeah, Lord Minister of Information. Minister yeah. of Information. I like that. Oh, then he guarantees you can. I mean, do we trust each other? Guarantee you a giant palace. <laughs> okay, I like that. That's nice. Okay, we're not going to turn on each other, right? No, no, that never happens. No. <laughs> Good. Yeah, um, you almost never get purges. No. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, obviously we've got us guys. Are we going to bring in Coghill to this? I think he's a weak link. <laughs> you know, he's not here. If he can't be bothered to be <laughs> exactly. here now, exactly. where, I mean, it's how committed is he to the cause? Mm. Um, Jordan, how does Jordan fit into this? What do you want, Jordan? 
Um, some power because uh, if I don't get it, I might start r- ruffling a few feathers. Oh, we dear. can give him. We can put him in charge of the colonies. Or something. Yes, he can be okay. the. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the. I'll yeah. Take that. Well, we'll restore. Obviously, we'll, we'll get rid of the Australian Parliament because yeah. the king can do that. I think yeah. he can yeah. dissolve the Australian yeah, yeah. government so and and re- reimpose direct control. Sounds sensible. Yeah, Nick, are you the leader? <laughs> I, I want to be the guy behind the guy. Okay. Well, the king is nominally in charge, right? Should we make Chris the front man? No, I don't no. want to be the front man. No. The front man's that, the one who no. gets gets lynched by a mob. Yeah. Um, okay, so Chris is the lynch, being lynched by a mob guy. And <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. he's, uh, he's the full guy. And then we've got, yeah, as you say, I can be Prince, uh, Pre- uh, sorry, King Charles's special advisor or something. And there you go. Hey, presto. Yeah. I like it. Okay. So, okay, uh, I feel okay about it. Yeah, now. good. Yeah. All right. Um, it's a win-win. Yeah. Well, we've done it. Brilliant. Okay. Well, all we need, I mean, we figured actually it's, it's all we need to do is just press the button. That's it. We're, it's, yeah. we're good to go. Um, also, what's nice about this, just for the episode itself, but also it bodes well for the coup that we're about to have, or the, the revolution or the return to, yeah, hmm. is we, the restoration, we, the restoration of, of, true, of the go. true nature of the monarchy that we should monarchy. have in this country. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I like the fact that we did that without rancor as well, which, um, you know, which, which bodes well. Yeah, as I said, I don't want a single shot to be fired. No, yeah, exactly. We are bloodless um, restoration is what we want. Okay, thank you, as always, for listening to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast. I'm Fraser McGrew. We've been here with Chris Ragg, Nick Hare, and Jordan Fermanis of of Aleph Insights. Until next time. Viva la revolution. (laughs) Okay. God save the king. Mm -hmm.